Defended by Simmons. Is this the Tiger? Battleborn Phantom. Hello and welcome back to the Battleborn Leafs podcast. I'm your host as always, Joshua Nsama, here to talk to you guys today about your favorite team in the NHL, your Toronto St. Pats. <laughs> yes, folks, it is St. Pats night at Scotiabank Arena. Your Toronto Maple Leafs will be wearing their crystal white sweaters trimmed with green as the Leafs pay homage to the very special holiday we have here tonight as i uh, you know it's saint patrick's day the lucky vibes are in the building and the leafs i believe are continuing their fourth straight year of this tradition with those beautiful jerseys that i cannot wait to see on the ice i'm so happy they only wear them once a year because it keeps it special and especially on days where it falls in the actual holiday i think is awesome can't wait for that tomorrow night as the leafs host the carolina hurricanes but before we get there i just want to wrap up the eric Shawgren game I'm gonna have our uh, I'm gonna have a guest on Ethan Dubay, producer of the podcast. For those that don't know, he is the man behind the scenes. Believe me, I do the easy stuff talking about your favorite team, but he does the hard stuff, putting everything together and making it work for you guys. And producer Ethan, you know he's a huge Eric Schalgren fan. He wanted to come on and just you know talk about him for a bit. He's only gonna be on for a couple minutes, but uh, you know why not get producer Ethan on the show because. He did have a big week as he went head-to-head with Mark Mathot on Twitter, Ottawa Senators legend. Yes, folks, producer Ethan. Uh, That's him. (laughs) That's him. So uh, we'll get him on the show in just a few. But first, the Maple Leafs did it. They beat the Dallas Stars 4-0. Eric Schalgren, first NHL start as a Maple Leaf, first NHL start in his career, tosses up a 35-save shutout. As, uh, you know, he looked really solid in goal, stopped everything that was coming his way, really shut down a, a very underrated Dallas Stars offense. And uh, in my opinion, if Mrazek wasn't that or the, the loose play of Jack Campbell, we do not see this game being as clean as it was in terms of a Maple Leafs win. That's just to be honest. He made some unbelievable stops using his glove, sliding across the crease. He knew where his posts were. He was solid. Stick taps to him. He was awesome. And I can't wait to see him take on the Carolina Hurricanes tonight in the St. Patrick's uniform. Uh, Let's break down the goals first before we get to producer Ethan. Rasmus Sandin scored a nifty goal to open up the scoring, assisted by John Tavares and Mitch Marner. Then John Tavares got his 20th of the year. A lucky one off his skate as William Nylander shot the puck from the right side. And, uh, you know, that was also assisted by Timothy Lilligren. Then in the third period, Andre Kasha on the power play with a beauty assisted by Morgan Riley and Mitch Marner. And Ilya Mikheyev ended it with an empty net. And, man, has he been on fire these last few games. His speed is so evident in terms of watching. But... You know, before I get to producer Ethan, stick taps to Jake Ottinger. He was awesome in that for Dallas. He did make 36 saves. Unfortunately, he got the loss. The three goals, in my opinion, pretty much aren't his fault. What are you really going to do on those? Um, I think the Kasha one's the only one he really got beat. 
Sandines was just so nifty. Like that was on the defense for sure for letting Sandine walk in and do that to uh, the Dallas Stars was certainly unacceptable for a team that's pushing for a playoff spot. But Jake Ottinger, he made that unbelievable save in the third period. You know, the momentum, he's going across his crease and still was able to reach across with his glove to absolutely rob the Maple Leafs of another goal. He was awesome in this one. Too bad for him, uh, but he is certainly going to be a very good NHL goaltender for a long time. As a 23-year-old at six foot five, uh, has become, I guess, the, the name starter in Dallas as he splits that tandem with Braden Holpe. But, you know, the Dallas Stars, they're a sneaky good team. I mentioned that. Producer Ethan... Welcome to the show for the first time this season of the Battle Born Leafs podcast. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. And uh, let's go back to Tuesday night. Tell me about Eric Shalgren and what you thought of his very impressive Maple Leafs debut. Man, thanks for having me on. It's my debut, just like Eric Shalgren the other night. Um, I just want to say that was a really impressive win by Shalgren. I was at the previous game uh, versus Arizona where... He uh, led the Maple Leafs to that comeback, but unfortunately uh, lost it in overtime. But he is one impressive player. And I just want to see him succeed, and which he did in front of the net, Dallas Stars. You know, they the Maple Leafs played as a team that game, but Shogun showed out, and he showed he's a, he, he has some worth to the team. And uh, he could be our savior, but this could go two ways. could go Garrett Sparks' way. It could go a Jordan Bennington way. We don't know. Anyway, that's that's pretty much my take. Back to you, Josh. Yeah, well, you know, it, I like how you didn't mention Garrett Sparks. That's a very good point. I remember when Garrett Sparks came up, posted his shutout in his debut. Leafs Nation was on a tear, is absolutely ecstatic, and uh, we all know how that ended. So, you know, no hot takes from this podcast about Eric Schalgren becoming the next, you know, great one in Leafs history. I'm, you know, we're not doubting his talent. He surely could with the way he's been playing through these first two games that we've seen him in Maple Leafs blue and white. But, you know, it's you got to take the small sample size for granted, right? We saw what happened with Jack Campbell, and I've been saying that for a long time. But still, in two appearances, I can't even call them two games, in two appearances, a 0.67 goals against average and a 9.78 save percentage with one shutout. What an awesome start for this kid. I'm so happy the Leafs were able to sign him. Uh, during the offseason, you know, he was playing over in Europe. He's Sweden-born. Uh, he was drafted by the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, another talent passed up on by Arizona. Make that two slam dunks this season via free agency and one via trade and getting Ilya Bushkin from the Arizona Coyotes as we stole Michael Bunting from them. So, you know, Arizona, you got to really ask what you guys are doing down there because these are looking like really nice pieces here in the blue and white. But with that, let's go to the game tonight as the Toronto St. Pats host the Carolina Hurricanes. And what is going to be a very, very exciting matchup. One that I call the goaltending battle because we have the former... Maple Leafs stud Frederick Anderson between the pipes for the black and red going against the new young stud in town Eric Shawgren. both goaltenders are almost about confirmed I know Shawgren is for sure Carolina does have a back-to-back -back, but all signs are pointing to Freddie Anderson taking on the new guy 
This is going to be a great, great battle. And I cannot wait for that. Freddie Anderson, love what he did with his time here in Toronto. I'm really sad that he's no longer here. But we move on. The new guy, Eric Schalgren. He's our new netminder for tomorrow night. And that's who we're sticking with. But let's do a deep dive into Freddie Anderson's numbers this year. We all know he's having a really good season out in Carolina. And 40 games played. 2.06 goals against average and a 929 save percentage with three shutouts. Freddie Anderson is Freddie Anderson, and he's been good. His problem was his health, and, you know, in Toronto, he kind of fell out of favor with the fans and the management and all that stuff. But, you know, this guy's only given up 81 goals this year in 40 games. That is awesome. That is awesome. He's got 30 wins in 40 games. That just shows you his record on the year is 38-2 and two, to be exact. That just shows you that you know he's been an absolute wall in carolina and that's a span over 2364 minutes he's been reliable for them he's been durable he's missed a couple of starts here and there but uh certainly been the man for them and they are first in the metropolitan they have a record of 41 13 and 5 they are coming off a loss which uh you know doesn't really happen often for the Carolina Hurricanes. They did lose to the Pittsburgh Penguins 4-2 to uh, on a back-to-back -back in Pittsburgh. But they come into Toronto. They've had a nice length of days off. They last played Sunday. So they take on the Maple Leafs tonight uh, at Scotiabank Arena on Thursday. So, you know, they are going to be well-rested. But, uh, you know, the Maple Leafs are coming off a very nice win on Tuesday night with Eric Schalgren posting his shutout. So it's going to be a nice battle in that standpoint. Let's go to the numbers here. The Maple Leafs are third in goals uh, league-wide with 3.68 average per game. The Carolina Hurricanes are eighth in terms of shots on goal. The Carolina Hurricanes are ninth. The Leafs are sixth. Power play percentage, the Maple Leafs are first. The Carolina Hurricanes are fourth. In terms of shooting percentage, the uh, Carolina Hurricanes are 12th. The Maple Leafs are eighth. In terms of face-offs, the Leafs stay at first. And uh, Carolina is fifth. Let's go to the defensive numbers now. Goals allowed, the Maple Leafs are 16th. The Carolina Hurricanes are uh, league best, number one. Yeah, that's uh, not good. Uh, shots on goal allowed, the Maple Leafs are 10th. The Carolina Hurricanes are 4th. Penalty kill percentage, the Maple Leafs are 5th. The Carolina Hurricanes are, you want to guess, first place. And in terms of penalty minutes, the Carolina Hurricanes are 21st. And the Maple Leafs are actually 4th, so a pretty good margin there. Uh, the home record for the Maple Leafs this year is 21-7-2. The away record for the Carolina Hurricanes is 18-9-3. So they are definitely better at home, Carolina, as their home record is actually 23-4-2. So, you know, that just shows how dominant they are when in rally. But, uh, you know, they are in Toronto tonight to take on the St. Pats at Scotiabank Arena. The last time these two played, Toronto won 4-3 on February 7th, 2022. If you guys don't remember, yes, that is when Austin Matthews left with the dangerous injury and the Leafs won it in OT. Thankfully, Matthews was all right. But uh, let's go to the inactives tomorrow night, starting with the Carolina Hurricanes inactives. On the IR, defenseman Tony D'Angelo, uh, you know, kind of on a prove-it deal, really showed up for Carolina this year. We all know the person and the negativity surrounding him. He was signed as a highly touted free agent this year. On a cheap deal, I think it's only about a million. And uh, just to prove that, you know, he's, I guess, a good enough person that's changed 
the way he acts off the ice. If those rumors are true, once again, I'm not going to delegate on a person that I don't know personally. I've just heard from the media. I'm sure you guys have as well. There's been some pretty dark stuff regarding his name. So I guess it's nice to see him kind of have this season. He has nine goals, 31 assists for 40 points through 43 games. He's certainly going to get an extension with Carolina. I'd be surely shocked if he didn't. But uh, also day-to-day -day undisclosed right now is forward Stash Jarvis. He's been a really nice piece for Carolina this year. Eight goals, 12 assists for 20 points in 46 games. Played on the top line with Sebastian Ajo. He even played time down in the bottom six, and he's still producing as a rookie. So credit to him. But obviously out for Toronto Maple Leafs uh, now. Austin Matthews. Again, serving his last game of his suspension. And Jack Campbell on the IR with a rib injury. It'll be interesting to see if we do see Wayne Simmons come back into the lineup tomorrow. I do think Sheldon Keefe might roll the same lineup that we saw on Tuesday. Which, as much as I like Wayne Simmons, I think you have to do so. Because of how well uh, the Maple Leafs played on Tuesday. But with that, let's go to the Carolina Hurricanes lines now. On line one, we got Andre Svechnikov, Sebastian Ajo down the middle. And Tivu Teravainen on the right wing. Uh, on the second line, we got Jordan Martinuk, Vincent Trocek, and Martin Natchez. On the third line, we got Nino Niederreiter, Jordan Stahl, and Jesper Fast. And on the fourth line, we got Steven Lorenz, Jesperi Kokaniemi, and Derek Stepan. Let's go to the D pairings now. We got Jacob Slavin and Ethan Bear on pairing number one. Brady Shea and Brett Pesci on pairing number two. And on pairing number three, Ian Cole and Jalen Chatfield. And on the power play unit for the first unit, we got Vincent Trocek, Sebastian Ajo, Tivo Teravainen, Jacob Slavin, and Andre Svechnikov. Uh, looking at this offense first, you know, they have a really nice top six here. Natchez is a guy that, you know, he got really hot when he first entered the league, did so well playing on the top line with Ajo. Has had trouble finding his footing this year. A lot of people thought this would be his breakout year, but it actually kind of went the opposite way. But now he plays with Vincent Trocek, who's been a really nice center number two for the Carolina Hurricanes ever since coming over in that trade. And uh, he looks to provide stability for them down the middle of the ice. Jordan Martinuk, we all know him, league veteran, uh, brings a lot to the Carolina Hurricanes. He's a tough physical forward who plays hard on the forecheck. Uh, he's got the legs to catch up with anybody, and he's really good in a two-way kind of balanced role. And although he might not be scoring ridiculous numbers, He's still hard to play against, believe me. He's strong, physical, and quick, as I mentioned. But behind him, they got Nino Niederreiter, Jordan Stahl, and Jesper Faust. Really underrated line here. Jordan Stahl, we all know him. Um, you know, part of the Stahl trio. You know, that whole family is so talented. But Nino Niederreiter having a really nice season this year. Um, and so is Jesper Faust. And we all know how much speed Jesper brings to his game. Not only because his last name is Fast, literally, but he's literally one of the fastest players on this Carolina Hurricanes team. He's a small left-handed shot right winger. And, uh, you know, on this line with two veterans, he does pretty well with them. They have some good chemistry, so that's a line to watch out for. They're really good in both areas of the ice. And on the fourth line, Steven Lorenz, Jesperi Kokaniemi, and Derek Stepan. Kokaniemi, we all know his days in Montreal are now over since he came over to Carolina last offseason. Hasn't had the best year. Did get an extension which turns some heads, but I, I'm, I think that AAV actually might turn out to be okay for the Carolina Hurricanes. I know it's long-term, which is cause for concern, but, you know, I don't think Kakaniemi 
is as bad as a player as we've seen. I just think, uh, you know, he's still growing into the player he is in this league, and uh, sometimes that takes a long, long time. So this AAV could be really nice for the Carolina Hurricanes as they advance throughout the years. But Steven Lorenz and Derek Stepan. Derek Stepan plays his role absolutely incredibly. Received a lot of praise around the league for being that fourth line right winger that's able to play two roles. He's versatile, can play in the middle, really good on the penalty kill, and uh, you know in his own zone and can provide that scoring touch once in a while as well. So beware for Derek Stepan, even though he's on the fourth line. The D pair now, Jacob Slavin is probably their big guy on the defense for tomorrow night. Left-handed shot, really mobile skater. He's on the power play, so he is, uh, you know, a threat offensively in that aspect. But more known for his two-way game, really good in his own zone. And he's paired up with Ethan Bear, former Edmonton Oiler, right-handed shot, pretty quick, uh, feisty kind of defenseman. We all know his kind of game. Um, so, you know, they mix well together. Brady Shea having a really nice offensive season uh, so far this year, well, in this recent stretch since the new year started, paired with Brett Pesci. Pesci's one of my favorite defensemen across the league. I think he's so underrated. Awesome two-way defenseman. Physical, tough to play against, really good in his own zone. You never really see him um, make the bad play. He's always in position and poised at the back end. A guy that you can rely on even in the toughest times. And Ian Cole and Jalen Chatfield. <laughs> Ian Cole, awesome defenseman. But Chatfield, we know, you know his time in the NHL with the Vancouver Canucks and all that. Not really threatened by his play, but Ian Cole is certainly a veteran amongst this league. And, uh, you know, his left-handed shot, he's a smaller build, but extremely physical and definitely a tough guy to play against as well. So this is a very good Carolina Hurricanes hockey team. I'm sure you guys know that. I'm sure everybody in the hockey world knows that. But this first power play unit, Sebastian Aho in that bumper spot is so dangerous. Arguably the best player in the league in that bumper spot. When he gets that pass down low from Tebow Teravainen, he is able to bury those rapidly the d needs to be aware of this tomorrow night for the st pats the penalty kill needs to be sharp david camp is going to have to be have a massive night um you know anytime the st pats are in their own zone they're really going to need to take caution of this and uh, trocek plays the lower end of the power play really well like i mentioned tivo teravine and he's so good offensively jacob slavin is not their number one option at the back on the power play as D'Angelo is going to miss significant time, about four weeks. I think right now it's about about three weeks left still. Um, but, you know, they do have Sveshnikov also there. We know Sveshnikov's a bigger player, very physical, but has an awesome offensive touch. So this power play can bite you. It's not where it was with D'Angelo running it, but, uh, you know, take caution of Sebastian Ajo because he is probably my most underrated superstar in the National Hockey League. I think he's just an absolute stud two ways. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a future building stone of the National Hockey League for years to come. So with that, that kind of wraps up a little bit, well, most of this uh, Carolina Hurricanes in-depth breakdown. Obviously, Jake Gardner, we know he's uh, on IR. He's not playing this year. But Brennan Smith is day-to-day, -day, so I don't expect we see him as well. Just throw those out there. But, you know, this is going to be a very interesting hockey game between the two sides. We know the St. Pats are going to be missing Austin Matthews. Uh, Eric Schalgren is confirmed to start. Schalgren will be making his third appearance this year. A Leafs team that has been so inconsistent but looked absolutely sharp 
on Tuesday night. They get a chance here against a very good hockey team. They're at home. They're going to be wearing their special sweaters. Everybody's been decked out in their nice green emerald type gear at practice this morning. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see an in-game action. It's only once a year. And I'll be in attendance uh, to cheer on the St. Pat's. So I'll be covering the game live. If you do want to reach out to the socials or follow me on Twitter at jans 8 lmo you can follow me there for more info on that stuff. But with that, I think we are heading to the end of this episode. The St. Pats, I'm just going to wrap it up with my three keys to the game. The St. Pats are going to need to be physical in front of the net. Leah Bushkin was so good on Tuesday night in that aspect. They're going to need to move out bodies. Let Shogren see the puck because Sebastian Ajo, Nino Niederreiter, and even Jordan Stahl themselves are so good at creating traffic in front. Uh, number two, John Tavares needs to perform because when Tavares is performing, this team is a different kind of monster on offense, and we saw him really step up without Austin Matthews. But key number three is Mitch Marner needs to replicate his game exactly like he did on Tuesday night. That was my player of the game in terms of most underrated. I know everybody praises Shawgren, rightly so, 35 safe shot on his debut, but Mitch Marner on both ends of the puck was so good at you know, takeaways and puck retrieval, on breakouts, skating the puck down the ice, whether it be on the power play, looking for open seams, really driving the offense, a game that I haven't seen him really take over in a long time like this, really appreciated that. And uh, you know, if he does this again tomorrow night, then the Leaf haters, Yes, he might not be scoring the goals like Austin Matthews, but you got to open your eyes and witness how great of a hockey player this guy is. Mitch Marner is a stud. Anybody that wants to trade him because of his cap hit, you're not a real hockey fan, are you? Because you cannot appreciate the talent skating in front of your eyes. He's so good with the puck. He's such a finesse player and, cre- and can create, honestly, anything out of nothing. And uh, he makes guys like David Camp even dangerous when in the offensive zone because he's able to find them for backdoor easy tap-ins. And he can really take a game on by himself. So we saw what he did with John Tavares, really rejuvenated him. I'm really looking to Mitch Marner tomorrow night to continue this push from him as he steps up without his, I guess, best buddy, Austin Matthews, who will be serving his last game of his uh, suspension. Tomorrow's going to be big. Freddie Anderson versus the new guy, Eric Schalgren. A battle of the two, I guess, Leaf goaltenders. Uh, hottest names of the last week. Uh, Peter Morazic is certainly in that topic as well. But, you know, with the I Miss Freddie sign at the Heritage Classic, what better week than to have this game than this one? This is the second last game before the trade deadline for our Toronto Maple Leafs. Eric Schalgren, this game is going to be very big in your aspect, I'm guessing. No pressure because I think this all dictates what happens with the Maple Leafs uh, trade deadline day. That's all for me. I hope you enjoyed the show. Go St. Pat's go, and uh, I can't wait to see uh, the St. Pat's light up the Hurricanes, hopefully. Thank you for listening. Go Leafs go.